0: Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at yahoo.com. That's yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. All right, hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. So it is a Thursday night, um, the last Thursday night of January of 2022, and it uh, seems like this month has really flown by, hasn't it, and uh, so i would really quickly by, uh, i I'd Last week I said to uh, be praying for a, um, well, a unspoken uh, health prayer request for me. And um, I appreciate those that um, have already reached out and said uh, they've been praying for me and just everything like that. So I went to the doctor yesterday and uh, uh, he doesn't seem to be too concerned. Um, he thinks that potentially uh, some issues are going on post um Uh, After Effects of uh, an illness I had last month I guess you would kind of guess what that illness was Uh, It's been going around quite a bit Uh, But anyways, um, he thinks that something going like that And it's potentially has something to do with um, Well, the only way I can say it is I've been having some issues with the old ticker here Um, I'm seeing no sound Uh, You should have sound now Sister Janet saying, I don't have any sound. Hello, hello, check one, two. I'm going out. I've started my recorder. Everything is going. So, not sure what's going on with that, Sister Janet, but... um, Okay, good. All right. Uh, The wife said sounds good. All right. Um, But anyways, I've been having some issue uh, with my heart. That Just not any kind of things that uh, I would... I would be considering like uh, too concerning to me. I mean, it just it just I'm in really good shape. Uh, let's put it that way. I, I I work out regularly. I I eat very well, uh, relatively speaking. There are you know I do indulge in a little sweets here and here and there. Uh, don't get me wrong, but um, I I work out. I've been active. I've I don't know if you could tell, but this time last year I was about thirty some odd pounds heavier, and um, so. I was. I've been dealing with uh, something since uh, last month, where just uh, some tightness and uh, some general discomfort. Uh, but it wasn't after I was doing some activities all the time. It's just sometimes when I was just sitting still. So, not sure what all going on there. But um, I. I am scheduled to get uh, some other tests done. They drew some blood. Um, he listened to my heart, and he said it sounded great and that uh, my blood pressure was excellent for a 40-year-old male that's been in the military for over 20 years. <laughs> you would think it would be a lot higher, but it wasn't. I have excellent blood pressure. I think that's uh, genetics. If my dad's watching, he'll, he'll tell you the same thing. You know, uh, Blood pressure has never been the the issue. And uh, so everything's been running well, well and um, just need to get some things uh, taken care of as far as, like, testing and whatnot so just to make sure um, if it's post sickness related or something like that and uh, just a side effect of that then that's fine you know that's it, it'll subside it'll go away but um, I'm surrendered surrender to whatever the Lord has for me so uh, that's that I just wanted to mention that really briefly I it's obviously something that I you know only a few friends and and uh, close family and, um, and and such and so forth uh, have known about. And, um, and, you know, I don't normally talk about things that are that personal, but I uh, just wanted to kind of let everybody know that uh, nothing is serious as far as I know is going on. Um, but uh, I appreciate the prayers. So, so, Sister Janet, I hope that I have sound going for you. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but um, uh, everybody else can hear. If you're logging in, if you're on Facebook, please, 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 Drop me a line and let me know where you're watching from. Obviously, I know where my wife is watching from and Sister Janet is watching from upstate uh, Mississippi. so place called Mabin. so let's see and uh, already over on YouTube, if you're watching over there, please also drop me a line. Uh, brother uh, Jeff over here has already dropped a line on the uh, on the live stream comments and uh, saying that he's going to have to catch this one later. He's going to bed, which I can understand, especially if you're on the East Coast. It's a little bit later, so um, after a long day's work, I don't want to necessarily listen, but you can always tune in later on. You can always watch this later on. All the videos, all the past videos are all saved on Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube and Let This Mind Be In You Ministries on Facebook. You can always look them up. They're also uh, pushed into different folders, uh, so you can watch different playlists. Um, uh, the The Gift of God series is there. The uh, Millennial Reign series is there. There's uh, What's on My Mind, all these other kinds of uh, series. Of course, all the books of the Bible that we've gone through, uh, the different letters, the books of the Bible, uh, different topical type stuff that I've I've talked about in the past. But it's all on there. I think we're approaching, I might be uh, slightly off on this, I might be mistaken, but I think we're approaching 140 total, and we're approaching now, I do know this, uh, that the first video, I believe, was pushed out about three years ago, coming up here in a few weeks, around the February, mid-February time frame, um, I have to look at the exact date, uh, but coming up on three years now, and um doesn't seem like that, but uh, things have obviously changed, from Pennsylvania, and a totally different looking studio, different equipment, and everything like that, to where we're at now, in a um, in a beautiful studio in a in a in a home that we rent. Um Lord has provided all the the, the equipment and all the gear. And um, most importantly though he's 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 delivered and he's uh prepared and he preserved and he's given us his word and that's what we've just tried to be about and studying through. So uh, I hope that uh you enjoy those. So you can always go back there. If you want to get a hold of me. Uh, you can always reach out to me, uh, obviously on the, any of the channels or any of the podcast platforms. I forgot to mention that we have audio versions of every single one of these uh, teachings, uh, just about anywhere you want to go to find a podcast. I'm, I'm there. Just look me up at let this mind be in you ministries podcast. And, um, if you want to, you can reach me there. You can leave comments. I, I encourage you to do so share, share the page, share the channel. Um, Share the podcast that you like to listen to wherever it is. I really would greatly appreciate that. Always, always, always hit the like button. Every time you like a video, um, that helps to move it up a little bit. Uh, they're not going to promote, folks, on secular uh, websites and things like that. They're not going to promote this this channel. I, they're just not. You know, Anybody that's going to follow the, the Word of God and just teach the Word, they're just not going to promote it. So I'm dependent on those that are uh, out of, like you and others that are watching this or listening to this, to promote it for me. And, um, of course, I greatly appreciate it. And um, you'll never know who will see it. So please keep promoting it uh, as far as sharing it. Like the uh, the page. Uh, Sister Winborn, it's out in Oklahoma. She she shares every single video on the Facebook page uh, just about every week. So I really appreciate that, sis, if you're watching um, but I really depend upon that. So, all right, with the introductions and everything out of the way, like I said, if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, please, please, please drop a line and say where you're watching from. I would really greatly appreciate it. I see that there's a few people viewing on YouTube and also on Facebook. So I, I greatly appreciate that. Let's see here. Hey, Brother David's there. He's already shared. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. So turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15. We've made it to 1 Corinthians 15. Now, this will probably take, depending, it'll probably take a few weeks to get through, but that's okay. And um, we're kind of running out of time here. Um, Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, we are going to be able to get through... The book of First Corinthians. Before I have to deploy, and we have to take a slight little bit of a break while um, I get situated uh, where I go next. Uh, where I was planning on going, or actually where I was scheduled to go, um, some things are up in the air on that as well. So, but I'm taking my equipment with me. I got very small, uh, compact things that I'm taking with me. And uh, the next time you see me, um, as far as once we finish up and wrap up here and I deploy, the next time you'll see me, I'll be in a totally different location. And uh, it'll look different, but God's Word remains the same and unchanged. So amen for that. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, let's get into that uh, tonight and see how far we can make it. All right, so first and foremost, I want to say that... um, this this chapter uh is debated uh there's there's people that want to uh, let's put it this way there's people that want to make the gospel very complicated okay very nuanced and they'll they they bring a whole lot of things into it but paul says that he, the simplicity of the gospel simplicity means simplicity it's very simple now and others try to take this and just go straight to um, just, just believe. Okay, just believe in a, a person named Jesus that died on a cross, and uh, you can go to heaven when you die. There, it it ranges in between a lot of those things. Okay, there's there's many people that want to talk about and argue about the gospel, the good news. They also want to talk about you know the the gospels uh, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as compared to what Paul preaches. And I get all that, okay? There's a lot of contention, I guess you would say. I hope tonight, as we go through First uh, Corinthians, start First Corinthians 15, that everybody would fully understand the simplicity of the gospel. And that's what I've labeled it tonight. I declare unto you the gospel comes straight from the first verse of chapter 15. So all we're going to do is declare the gospel, the good news, read it. Line upon line, that's it. If I have an opinion on something, I will say, hey, this is my opinion. But I think very clearly we're going to see in context that the simplicity of the gospel will shine through, okay? It's all contained, literally. It's all contained, the good news of Jesus Christ. Preaching Christ and him crucified is literally all found within the first four verses. So I said all that to say this, please, if you have a discussion, if you have some sort of pushback, I would love to hear from you. However, please bring the Bible. I don't want to know about your your, your traditions or your, your past thinkings and teachings and all these other kinds of things, or this person over here teaches this one thing and this is nuance here and all about, you know, and what about Calvin and then all about this and let's Just go through line upon line, okay, shall we? Let's look at the simplicity of the gospel. I hope, I hope, I hope that you understand where I'm coming from on that. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and put this on a... Hey, Brother Dave, I see you over there on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, So um, I'm going to go ahead and stop monitoring this for a while. Everything is up and running. I did have my recorder going at at the first, so praise God for that. So let's get started right away in 1 Corinthians 15. Shall we open up your Bibles and turn to verse number 1 of chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians? The Bible says here, Moreover, brethren, Paul is speaking to saved individuals. Why would Paul tell them and, you know, Start talking about the simplicity of the gospel. Paul does this many times of telling people you once were, but now are in Christ, you're new creatures. It's a constant reminder. Moreover, brethren, as we preach the word, you preach Christ and Christ crucified, even to those that are brethren. Isn't that fascinating? We have to be reminded constantly because we're thick headed and we live in sinful flesh, okay, that has not been redeemed yet, unfortunately, but it's the truth. We have to constantly be reminded of who we are in Christ. I, I hope nobody gets tired of me teaching that, because the Bible teaches that over and over and over again. It's a constant exhortation and edification and pounding the word of God into our, our thick skulls, and the spirit within us confirms that it's true, the gospel. So it's important, you know, evangelistically speaking, to also preach the gospel, be ambassadors for Christ, live your life as ambassadors of Christ, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. When it's, you're in a popular situation, unpopular situation, doesn't matter. Have Look for opportunities for gospel conversations and give them. So what do you say to people? Well, here's the reminder. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, Paul obviously had declared unto them the gospel. They had obviously been saved, as we'll see here in a moment. They are brethren in Christ, and he's going to give them the word. Moreover, brethren, I declare, I tell you, I reinforce, I once again repeat to you the gospel, the good news, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Now, where is their standing? While their standing is in the body of Christ. They have been made a new creature. They are they have Christ in them, they are in Christ's body, seated in heavenly places, as Ephesians says, in Christ Jesus. In him. So when he says, I preach unto you the which ye have also received, and wherein ye stand, our standing is in him. Our state of mind isn't always aligned. That's why we are to let this mind be in you. This is why we are to constantly remember. Remember, brethren, as he says earlier in the letter, in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse number 16, we have the mind of Christ. He talks about the mind of the natural man, but then he turns around and says, but we have the mind of Christ. If you allow that to be in you, die to self, live in the spirit. So with that being said, he says, I declare unto you, the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. This is what our salvation resides in and rests in. This is the simplicity. Here it is, folks. I preached unto you the gospel before, wherein ye stand in it, by which you're also saved, if ye keep in memory, hmm. Now I'm gonna get to this in a second, what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. Now This is not saying that um, you have to keep this in remembrance or else you'll lose your salvation because salvation is found in none other than Jesus Christ. He saved you. He sealed you until the day of redemption. We've talked about that before. Anytime somebody wants to say, well, uh, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit until you, um, you know, maybe you, you don't keep it in memory anymore, and then now you're lost. No, the day of redemption. You are sealed unto the day of redemption. The day of redemption is the redemption of your body. We know when that day is. It talks about that, actually, in 1 Corinthians 15. This is why I love this chapter and this portion of this epistle to the uh, the church of Corinth. It tells them the doctrine and wherein we are now for the church. And he's saying to them to remind themselves to reckon yourself dead in Christ. You are made alive in Christ. Remember, reckon, think about that, bring that back into memory. Because a lot of times, sometimes, you may th- doubt. You may say, how can I live like this? Oh, goodness, you know, I what what is going on? Just bring that into memory, and the remembrance on who you are in Christ. And say, oh, it wasn't of me to begin with. I was a sinner. <laughs> I could not save and reconcile myself, but Christ to wit, Christ was in him, reconciling the world, the God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. And this is what it's talking about, which also you saying, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you. Remember who you are, folks. That's what he preached unto them, unless you have believed in vain. Now, some do believe in vain. This is something that people don't want to really talk about, but many people today in the world say they believe in a person named Jesus Christ. Just who are they believing in, though? The historical Jesus? The the Jesus that they want to have That their religion has made into, and some other form of whatever, or the Jesus of the Bible, God manifest in flesh. That's a big difference. Many people say, "I believe in God," and you say, "Oh, you believe Jesus was God manifest in flesh, and He died for your sins, and shed His blood for the remission of sins, and all these," and they're like, "I don't know about that. I mean, you." You can believe in him, but then you got to just you know make sure you're 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 giving your your tithe and you're and you're going to church every week and you're you're doing XY. He's like, well, wait, wait, okay, those are okay, whatever. But those are works. Are you're not trusting in works, are you? And then you really start peeling back the layers, and you're like, oh my goodness, lots of works based salvation out there, folks. That's believing in vain. If you try to add anything of yourself, any works into, the, into this mixture, it does not work. That's not a play on words. It literally does not work. You can believe in vain. And that's a very uh, sobering thought that many, many people believe in vain. You have to first understand who you are, in, who you are before you can get reconciled. If you're like, yeah, I believe that. But there's nothing in it. There's no, re, there's no godly sorrow. There's nothing of a contrite heart. And I go back to all the videos where I talk about this. It's of a contrite heart. The Lord looks upon the inward man. He doesn't look upon the person maybe that even says a prayer. He looks upon the inward. A good example of this, I I bring this up all the time, is the publican... And the Pharisee, the the scribe and the publican, you know, the the, the scribe, the Pharisee, the, the religious man is praying within himself, Lord, I am thankful I'm not as others, you know, and we find this in Luke. And then you find this man of a contrite heart that says, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. That is the contrite heart. That is the repentant heart. That is the one that recognizes that they are lost and undone in front of a holy righteous God, understanding fully that their sin is the problem unless they believe in vain for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received verse number three where did he receive it from where did where did Paul where to, where did Paul get this? He got the gospel, literally, from Jesus himself. For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. So in verse number three, I want to ask a really simple question for those that, I get the idea, I get the point. Some people say that the sin of unbelief is what sends you to hell. I believe that, absolutely. Sin of unbelief, that will send you to hell, for sure. For sure. That's one sin. Your sin nature, though, sins, plural, is what sends you to hell. Can anybody go through this life with one sin, the sin of unbelief? No. We are born in sinful flesh. Paul says in, in Romans 7, I believe it is, and when the commandments came, sin revived and I died. The sin nature. Once you get to that moment, whenever that is, for um, that somebody can recognize and understand, comprehend the fact that oh, I'm not just doing wrong things. I'm a sinner. Sins, plural. I I have no good in me. I have filthiness. All my righteousness, the Bible says, is that's filthy rags. I need His righteousness, whose God manifest in flesh. Look what it says. How that Christ died for our sins. Only God could die for your sins. Turn over to Philippians 2. We talk about this. Obviously, this is where we get the uh, the channel name. Let this mind be in you. But Philippians chapter 2, God had to die. Verse number 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, the form of God, form, three, these three are one. The form of God, the same image that we were created from in the beginning. Adam and Eve were created in his image. The form, the structure, body, soul, and spirit, who being in the form of God, because he was fully God in the flesh, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In fact, he said, I am. He called himself I am. He called himself the great I am. He's, he called himself I and the Father are one. He, The Pharisees, the spiritual leaders quote-unquote, of that day, knew fully well Jesus was claiming to be God standing there. Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He couldn't understand it. It's because God was standing there. The same Abraham that God spoke to at the tent door with two archangels that came with him before they went down into Sodom and Gomorrah, that same God manifest in flesh that told Abraham that he would have a son. And through his son, Isaac, would also have a son, Jacob. And Jacob would have 12 sons. And Jacob, out of those tribes, one of those sons, Judah, would come the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he would be born of a virgin. That God made himself, verse number seven, but made himself of no reputation. The creator made himself of no reputation. A lowly carpenter in Nazareth that nobody would look, think twice to looking at, you know. He didn't have this, some sort of glow about his head, you know, and many people, when they walked by, was just like, oh, something about that man. He had a visage, a visage you know, he, he wasn't some very attractive male and charisma and personality as he walked through. He made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Ooh. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the gospel. God manifest in flesh. Jesus Christ was God, is God, manifest in flesh, came to die, took on the form of a servant, humbled himself, subjected himself to the sin death. Those that were subject to death were those that were sinners. But yet he humbled himself, took on the form of a servant, had no sin in him, but took upon sin and the condition for sin as far as the... Payment for sin, which was death, an excruciating, painful death on the cross to shed innocent blood for the remission of your sins. Remission means the complete obliteration of them. Sins, plural, not just the sin of unbelief. Of course, you got to believe. After that, you believe the gospel, Ephesians 1. Yes, you got to believe, obviously. The saving faith, for by grace are you saved through faith in who he is and what the reason was that he had to die for you. For the removal, the remission, the obliteration of your sins that separated you so he could bring you into his body, make you a new creature in him and reconcile you back to him to give you the opportunity that this sinful flesh one day will die or may be caught up and changed in the moment and twinkling of an eye and put on new flesh that's been promised to you. We'll get to that at the end of 1 Corinthians 15. That is the gospel. That's some good news. You're separated from God because of the decisions by one man sin entered into the world, by one man sin's going to be got removed from the world the possibilities, but not anything that you can do to get there. you got to surrender your will, your pride, your things that stick in your way that says, yeah, but I'm going to have to have a, I'm going to have to be something different. I like the way that I am now. Friend, I pray that you come to the knowledge and the understanding that in you is no good thing. In me, in this flesh, This wicked flesh, Paul says, even like this wretched man that I am, this sinful flesh Paul talks about is the same sinful flesh that I got. The difference is, is that he has redeemed me and gave me the earnest payment of the Holy Spirit. He has come in and sealed me into the day of redemption. He has reconciled me to him that one day I can stand before him, not in my righteousness, but clothed fully in him with all my sins, past, present, future sins, never to be remembered anymore. And that's some good news. The good news of the gospel. First you see here, though, in verse number three, for I deliver unto you first of all. First of all, this is it, which also I received, I also received how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. As we look at the Scriptures, we understand that Christ was God manifest in flesh, dying for you. That's first and foremost. How do we have that, how, how do we have that, uh, that understanding? How do we have that first inkling, faith, Cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If you if you think that this is just some sort of book that has some good stories in it, I just listened to a podcast where a very famous uh, psychologist was on there and talking about how he's fascinated by the Bible. And some people say that he's very close to salvation. You know, he's 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 starting to understand. And I don't know. I pray that that's true because he, God is not willing that any should perish but all should come to repentance it this man has this this vast knowledge of things he thinks he can figure out the bible but he says it's you know it's nuance it's the logos and he's like and he's making all this nuanced stuff and saying this is why this is a great story and and he said it, it's there was a physical or real Jesus and a historical Jesus, and you know, but he still thinks that it's just a story. Man, man's redemption story, and it has a psychological um, bend to it, and it has many different attributes of many different stories throughout time and all this other kind of stuff. No folks, this is the Word of God, and it's true. This is the only way faith can come. By hearing these words. So I pray you're listening. I pray that the Holy Spirit now that's convicting anybody that's listening to this that has not come to that moment of salvation, has not understood who they are and who he is, first and foremost, and believe in his word, knowing that the faith cometh by hearing and hearing by this word. This is truth. This is the very words inspired and breathed and given by God himself first and foremost, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. He had to complete the things, and as it says, according to the Scriptures, because if he hadn't, all the prophecies would have not been true. But yet he did. A very famous passage of scripture, I I talk about it sometimes, is even in Daniel. So let's let's look at Daniel chapter 9, shall we, and look according to the scriptures, okay? Daniel chapter 9. I hope you're following along. Daniel chapter 9. This is uh, the vision that Daniel sees, and he talks about the 70 weeks that were given to him, you know, the but look at this in verse number 26. After threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. This is in the 39th week. This is the ending of the 39th week. But not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. Look what it says once again, though. After threescore and two weeks shall Messiah God, the, the, the prophesied one, be cut off, but not for himself. What do you mean cut off? Died according to the scriptures. And, the, you know, it's not for himself. He didn't die because of his own sins. He had no sin. Him that knew no sin became sin for us. He died according to the scriptures. Uh, as far as raising again, rising from the dead... Numerous scriptures on that, because it says, and back here in verse number four, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Jesus even said that he would rise according to the scriptures. He said, you can tear down this temple in three days. I will rebuild it. He spoke of himself. He wasn't talking about the physical temple of the, you know, in Jerusalem. He was talking about his body. And it even says that in the scriptures. Incredible. And so Paul gives the simplicity of the gospel here. God came, died according to the scriptures for sins, was buried and rose again according to the scriptures for another purpose that we'll get to at the end of uh, this chapter. Incredible, fascinating, amazing, great gospel. Good news. You have no chance on your own to redeem yourself. You have no chance to reconcile yourself to a holy, righteous God. You have nothing in of yourself that you can even present that would pay for your sins. For the wages of sin, the payment for your sin is death. And it's not speaking about the physical death, although that's the first death. That's, that's pretty bad. We're all subject to that, unless we're caught up, those in Christ but we're all subject to die because of that sinful flesh. No more apparent to me that going through, you know, you go through some physical things and you start thinking about that thing is a little bit. I'm not worried about that. I, I, you know, I don't want to die, but it could be a very real reality. Now, you step out and you drive in your car or you go outside or you go, anything can happen. You have some physical conditions going on with you, like I have with my heart a little bit, and you're like, hmm. Yep, we're made of mortal flesh. I'm breaking down. I have 100% of the cartilage in my right knee, on the inside of my knee, is gone. Arthritis. The exterior or the outer portion of my knee is about halfway gone. So bone on bone, I'm rubbing together. Why is that? Because I live in a sinful, fleshly body that's breaking down and dying. It is what it is uh that sin is there but the blessed hope is the fact that i know that when i close my eyes i'll be present with the lord that's awesome but that's not necessarily the blessed hope the blessed hope the 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 hope that we have within us is that one day this body will put on incorruption and will be made back the way we were from the beginning, that which was from the beginning. We have this all throughout scriptures, and I've talked to many, many times. We have all these things. That's some great news. But think about this next verse here, as we're we're, we're kind of running behind here a little bit. Think about this next verse. Uh, I've spoken to people, and they said, you know, you know, these got some good stories. The Bible's the best story ever written, you know. It's a story. A lot of people witness this carpenter from Nazareth, Jesus, this rabble rouser. There was many multitudes of people that said, Crucify him, crucify him, and they did. They took him outside the city walls. I got two videos showing where I believe Golgotha is. They took him out there, and they nailed him to a cross after they beat him severely with a cat-of-nine-tails, marred his visage, you know, his face and facial features. They didn't even know. that he looked upon him, you couldn't even think that that was a man. Destroyed his body, ripped his flesh, nailed him to a cross. A lot of people witnessed that. And then a lot of people witnessed him dying, turned dark, the veil rent in the temple that's documented what I'm saying is is that there's a lot of historical to use this uh f- um psychologist um that I'd watch this podcast about that talked about it's a historical Jesus okay let's look at some other things that we're witness to so let's let's bring forth the evidence shall we in the court of evidence and the and and let's look at some of the witnesses here. And that he was seen, verse number five, of Cephas, then of the twelve. Cephas, Peter, and then of the twelve. Okay, okay, Mike, look, those are the guys that were his inner circle. Obviously, they're going to say that they, you know, well, that's what the, the religious leaders told these gate guards, the guards that guarded the, the tomb of Jesus. Remember, they told Pilate, Hey please, please uh, make sure you put a, a watch on it uh his He said he would raise from the dead put a watch on his grave so that his 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 followers don't come and try to pull him out of there so they can continue with the grand hoax, so he obliged, put a seal on the big stone, rolled a big stone in front of the door, sealed it, put the mark of the Roman empire on it, said, "Look, you break this seal it's it's uh you're in for it, okay." And he put guards out there. And then they had to pay these guards off and more than likely killed them. When they witnessed, made as dead men, as the stone was rolled away, and Christ burst forth from the grave, rose from the dead. And that wasn't his disciples, folks. But he was seen of his twelve. Okay. Verse number six. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once. Whoa. Whoa. 500, over that, many more people saw Jesus after he rose from the dead. He physically died, by the way, shoved that spear in his side, and while came forth water, that plasma and everything had already separated, he was dead, physically died. And when it says here, after that, he was seen of about 500, above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. Paul is simply saying here, there's people alive today, a lot of them. Some have died, but a lot of people alive today that saw the risen Jesus. That's quite a few people. Let's keep reading. After that, he was seen of James. Then of all the apostles. Okay, not just the 12, the first chosen, you know. There was other apostles. Barnabas is called an apostle, seen Jesus Christ, you know. Uh, They saw him. They witnessed him. They saw him rise up. You know, his, 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 you know, his disciples went and followed him out and they witnessed him ascend into heaven. They're like, oh, and the angel appeared to him, and said, why standest thou gazing? He's coming back. All them. But finally, in verse number eight, and last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time simply Paul saying that I wasn't with the original group, okay? But he saw Jesus, not just at the road to Damascus, but he also saw Jesus other times. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a different topic for a different day, but Jesus appeared to Paul physically another time. We'll talk about that some other time. Okay, point is, he says he was seen of me also. He's an eyewitness himself. To a risen Jesus Christ, I'm of the opinion—just an opinion—I remember I said I'd give you an opinion. It's my thought that Paul was part of the Sanhedrin, and he maybe as a very young portion of the Sanhedrin, probably you know still training under Gamaliel, and he witnessed this rabble rouser Jesus of Nazareth, probably in front of the Sanhedrin. Remember when Jesus was sent from Herod to the Sanhedrin, and, and then they wanted to send him to Pilate? But he stood for it in the Sanhedrin. Could have been one of the young men that maybe smote him. I don't know. It doesn't say. Paul doesn't say, maybe I'm just kind of thinking about it. Or maybe he just witnessed it. Or maybe he didn't. But I believe Paul was around when Jesus was crucified. So when he sees him on the road to Damascus, he says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. That has a connotation. He says, it's hard for you to be doing this because you know the scriptures. You just want to just, you're so stuck in your traditions and you're so stuck with the scales and of your Your religion, you're just... mm. So you're hard for you. It's very hard for you to kick against the pricks. That means he's just kicking against that plow prick. Mm. Just trying to get it going. Just plodding them through. But Jesus knew. The spirit had been working on him, I believe, for a long, long time. I think every time he saw somebody that was a Jewish believer that he was putting into prison or, or, or sending them off to be killed or whatever... I think he saw their belief and saw that they, that they believed and it was true who Jesus said he was. And I think that's why he, they, he was hard for him to kick against the bricks. So in verse number nine, it says, For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle. Paul is literally saying, look, I, I was called out of due time. I persecuted the church, as he says here in a second. Because I persecuted the church of God. Verse number 10, and uh, we'll start wrapping it up here in a minute. Get through here. But, verse number 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. So am I, brother. So are you if you are in Christ. Christ the grace for by grace are ye saved through faith simple as that and that not of yourself it is the gift of god not of works lest any man should boast he says but by the grace of god i am what i am and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain paul says it wasn't some sort of empty like oh i saw the light experience and you know ugh. it wasn't in vain it was a real thing that changed him around, literally heading down the road to persecute the church. And Jesus, he met Jesus, turned around, turned his entire life around. Now, some would say, are you, no, okay, now you're about to start preaching that the changed life gospel, I've heard that, right? The changed life gospel. Folks, if you're made a new creature in Christ, you have a changed life, Literally. You're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Can you live apart? Can you forget who you are in Christ? Yes and yes. Can you still be capable of living in the flesh? Yes and yes. Are we completely free of this sinful, rotten flesh? No, not until the day of redemption. But there's a change. There has to be. So if you want to claim that, well, he's one of those changed life gospel type individuals, when Jesus Christ moves in, when he makes you a new creature, there is a change. I pray that if something didn't change and it was just some sort of experience for you and nothing has changed in your life, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It's a very serious thing. Somebody tried to basically talk to you into saying a prayer because you just wanted to get rid of them off your door, doorstep or whatever. Please, if you're watching this, understand that even Paul is saying, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and that his grace was bestowed upon me was not in vain. Not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Paul was given the revelation of the mystery, and we've talked about that. He's he's given all these different things. But the very first foremost thing that Paul talks about is the grace that was bestowed upon him, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Verse number 11, therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believe. Who's he talking about? He's not just talking, he's, he's saying I, obviously he's talking about himself, or they. Who are the they? That's the apostles. That's the Jewish believers. It says, so we preach, and so ye believe. They preach the same Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. This is not the topic we're getting in today. But there is two different messages, though. The same subject matter. That's not for today. But Peter preached Christ crucified as an admonition and a a um, a uh, what's that uh, a conviction as far as uh, a repudiation of the Jewish nation for him for them crucifying the Lord of glory. Paul preaches Christ in the grace of Jesus Christ in the cross. He preaches the cross as a glorious thing, as a thing that brought us into the body of Christ. That's not for today. But anyways, the point is, is whether now if Christ be preached, therefore, whether I were I, verse number 11, or they, so we preach. And so you believe who they preaching. Now, if Christ be preached, verse number 12, that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is not resurrection of the dead? And this is the problem we'll get into next time was we talk about not just the death of Jesus Christ and who he was. That's that's the gospel. But there's also the burial and resurrection. So Paul is literally saying to them, if Jesus Christ, who has made you a new creature and Christ in you, the hope of glory, how can you say, if he raised from the dead, that we're not going to be risen from the dead? Or there is no resurrection at all. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? This is a great question. We'll get to that next time as we continue with 1 Corinthians 15. Next time, so... Please join me for part two. We'll get to that next week. Uh, so let's go check out real quick. Let's see if we got some. Let's see if we got some comments. I see uh, Brother David's been posting the scriptures. That's great. Thank you, Brother Dave. I appreciate that. Let's see. Let's go to YouTube first. Nope, not a whole lot here, but that's okay. Please uh, leave a comment though, and like, subscribe, and make sure you share over there on YouTube. YouTube definitely has channels like this, like mine, definitely shadow banned, okay? And what that means is they're just not going to promote the the channel. Uh, If somebody puts in their gospel or something like that, it may come up, but it'll be so far down the list. It'll be ridiculous. But the point is, please like, share, subscribe. If you like the video, that helps. If you share the video, that severely helps. So, please do that. Thank you very much. And then it's over here on Facebook. Uh, quite a bit of comments here, a lot of scriptures written down. Okay. So, a lot of the scriptures here. I appreciate that, Brother Dave. I really do. Thank you so much. Uh, hmm. And then he says, Greater part remains. Yeah, posting the verses. I am what I am. Sounds like Popeye, the sailor man. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. Just no spinach involved. Okay. The difference is Paul says by the, by the grace of God, what a different God, what a difference God makes. Absolutely true. Oh, thank you, sister Janet. I'm glad you were able to hear. I'm not sure what that was in the beginning, but, um, it says, uh, thank you Brother Mike. Great lesson. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, sister Janet. And, uh, I pray you're feeling better. I heard that, uh, you were also sick and your husband as well. Um, I think I heard that correctly. So, pray that that everything is going well there and you're recovering well. Um, This is just the interesting thing about Sister Janet. I've never met her physically, not once. Uh, But, Sister in Christ, that has really been an encouragement. So, I appreciate you, Sister, for watching. I truly do. Okay. All righty. Well, I think that's going to be it for tonight. Again, keep praying. Uh, the echocardiogram will be next Tuesday. So if you would remember to pray uh, for that, just that, um, like I said, that my will would be surrendered. You know, he, he, he has for me what he has for me. And um, I would appreciate praying not necessarily for the outcome or the results of tests and all that kind of stuff, but for my spirit, okay, that I would be dying to self even that and uh, surrendering to his will. Nevertheless, not my will, but his be done, okay? That's the true Lord's Prayer, for sure. All right, well, if nothing else is on here, nothing else is on here, we're going to call it quits. And we're not even going to the other screen. We'll stay right here and just say, uh, join me next week, Lord willing, uh, next Thursday night at uh, 8 Central Standard Time. That's 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. And um, like I said, please, please, please smash that like button, you know, just psh, hit it for me, would you? And uh, also share if you would, if not already done so, and um, encourage those that you share it with for them to share it as well. And come on over to the Let This Mind Be In You Ministries, the Facebook page, and give it a like and a follow. And also on, on YouTube, please like and subscribe, you know, give it a follow on YouTube as well. And also all the podcast platforms as well. Okay that's a good way to listen as you're traveling down the road I'd appreciate it all right that's it god bless you and uh well I gotta grab my my mouse here get over here and call it quits god bless you love you in the Lord and I'll see you next week bye bye